Hello, fellow lucky Martians. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Deep Dive Autobiography, I Am a Particularly Lucky Martian by Jay Crandall. If you're like me and you love word games, you'll love Don't End a Word. Based on a deceptively simple two-player word game I played in the car with my parents growing up, it is now available. I made a point of being more social as well. It took a while, but I would eventually start helping out knocking on doors during campaign season. I wasn't always feeling up to it, though, so sometimes he would go off without me. On one of those days, he gave me a call while out door knocking to tell me that he had met a girl about my age, Renoir, who needed a partner to go out door knocking. I said I would happily go pound some pavement with her, and soon we were off to go convince some infrequent voters. I was amused to see her choice of soda and complimented her for it, not knowing that she had grabbed the sodas from our newly repainted and thus much cheaper, my father doing right as treasurer from our committee, campaign office. While knocking doors and securing promises to vote, we knocked on a door and found a man who answered it video chatting to the woman we were looking for. She asked him if he could talk to her. He said sure, and she proceeded to work through her vote-securing checklist with the person on the other end. I can say with no small amount of sheepishness that she is the only girl whose number I have ever requested. Thankfully, she was willing to give me her number, although was unfortunately busy the first few times I suggested meeting up at an event. When Steve finished college, he was enlisted into the Navy, who paid for his degree. He had hoped to be a pilot, but due to inner ear problems, was assigned a job at Diego Garcia for a few years. He would periodically check in at the base near us, and had to stay in uniform for the last leg of his enrollment, even as he hung out at our house and helped my father take up and replace the upstairs flooring. This was in preparation for my move back to my bedroom upstairs, as I had been practicing stairs at PT and got the thumbs up to reclaim my old bedroom. Scrabble was a common activity between my mother and her Aunt Isabel when my mother was growing up. She and my dad played it when I was a child and thought it would be a great cognitive rehab activity. We had a serious Scrabble habit of an after-dinner game of for many years. If you're familiar with Scrabble, I'd like to brag for a bit. After having had to relearn to recognize letters, I have played quite a few tripled triples. A word using all the tiles that stretches across two times three multipliers up to, including one with a Q, the word was quieters, and we would find ourselves pausing in the middle of a conversation to point out an interesting seven-letter word that one of us had just said. Another activity that I enjoy doing with my father and Jared is brewing beer. My dad purchased a home brewing kit from Groupon, and we made our first beer. He also discovered a Williamsburg homebrew club, which we joined. We introduced Jared to homebrewing. He bought a kit for himself and started going to the meetings with us. The club CASC, a rather forced acronym of Colonial Alesmiths and Keggers, had monthly meetings that were the perfect blend of tasting new and familiar beers and learning about the brewing process. Our first brew, a Pilsner, turned out pretty good and we were eager to get some more feedback on our second brew, a honey wheat beer. We brought a couple bottles, and the very first one exploded in a gusher of foam upon opening. And then it got even worse. As a hot pellet, which we didn't know you were supposed to strain, slowly bubbled to the surface. Luckily, we weren't over-embarrassed or kicked out of the club, and continued to attend meetings, brew beer, and learn about beer and brewing, befriending other brewers, and improving our brews rig. Our homebrew club also tapped, <laughs> tapped, their members to be beer-pulling volunteers at local beer-themed events. My dad and I have enjoyed doing this since soon after we joined the club. 
By volunteering at the events, we often get a free t-shirt and are able to sample freely all the beers they are providing. It's a great volunteering job, as making people happy and giving them free beer are your only responsibilities. I like to call this job being a beeristo, a male server of beer. These events are a lot of fun. Several times my high school and college friends have joined us, and we have enjoyed volunteering and attending quite a few. We would come to befriend many of the members there, and I was amused to find that among my friends from Cask were a guy that works with shadows and another who works with clouds. One day in the paper, I was delighted to find a picture of my dad and I, along with Frank, a friend from Cask, behind the taps. The standard daily beer consumption for my dad and I is to split a bottle or bottles worth of beer. He gets the majority, and I get the butt. This is because I take a number of medications that limit my intake of alcohol. I started off disliking hops, but my dad was and is a serious hop head. Because he would choose half of the commercial beers we would drink, I was exposed to the world of the IPA and slowly came to like, even love hops. It turned out that this process has a name, the lupulin shift. Lupulin is the bittering chemical in hops, and as you are exposed to this chemical, you gradually start to crave it. That totally happened to me. My first choice for a batch to brew was almost hopless honey wheat beer, and my most recent was a double galaxy IPA, which used almost a pound of exclusively galaxy hops, and many brews in between. My father and I decided to enroll in a BJCP, Beer Judge Certification Program course, our beer club was offering. I realized I would have extreme difficulty with the test. And as they only had a few slots available, we decided to take an approach of just enjoying our time in class for the test to become a beer judge. It was a fun and interesting 10 weeks, meeting every week, where each of the members of the group did a presentation on one flaw and two beer characteristics. Also, we would taste plenty of beers and write up BJCP scorecards, which I had luckily kept in our giant binder of beer knowledge. My dad and I both had to create presentations, and it was fun diving into these very obscure, niche homebrewing topics. You've been listening to episode number 11 of Jay Crandall's Deep Dive Autobiography, I Am a Particularly Lucky Martian. A while ago, I decided to turn a collection of t-shirt design ideas, which innocently and covertly depict vulgar phrases, into t-shirts. Things like a man with a giant wooden golf club, a deer with a massive rack of horns, etc. To get one and snicker about it in the lunchroom, visit tinyurl.com slash secretlyvulgar. And check out tinyurl.com slash hiddenanimalsentences to see a list of hidden animal sentences I made with my mom in elementary school illustrated with the animal from that sentence hidden in the picture. We have a small oyster garden, although our waters are too polluted to eat them. And my father likes to contribute to cleaning the bay. We're also members of the local oyster gardeners club, Toga, Tidewater Oysters Gardeners Association. And a couple years ago, my father had the idea of bringing some of their members and some members of our home brewing club together for a brew oyster stout. The event was a lot of fun. The beer we brewed was delicious. We got to eat all sorts of oyster-related food. And we served the beer and did a demonstration brew at their volunteer appreciation party later that month. My first toga party. Besides the oysters, we haven't gotten any other pets, as we weren't ready for the responsibility and leave town too often. But my dad and I volunteered as dog walkers at the local Humane Society. It's great walking and socializing with the dogs, and hard to tell who appreciates it more. We've been doing this for a number of years and so far resisted the urge to adopt any. 
I stay away from cats, as I have an unfortunate cat dander allergy that sends me into watering eyes and sniffles if I pet a cat. We were pretty active volunteers. Because we're just volunteers, my dad and I can travel. I received a Facebook invite to my friend Troy's wedding in California. Troy was an incredibly smart and cerebral, but funny and genuinely empathetic as well. I told my dad about it and convinced him that we could make it work. I told Troy I could make it and indicated such on the Facebook event page. While doing so, I was excited to notice something very strange. My friend Mark, who had gone to a different high school and college, was also listed as an attendee of the wedding. Unbeknownst to me, after meeting through me, Mark and Troy had grown to become good friends. After letting him know that I would be attending, we made plans to meet up and explore California together. We went up a tram in Palm Springs to the snow-covered mountaintop, went for a hike on one of the trails. The wedding itself was great. Troy wore a top hat, and I got to meet his wife, Savannah. It turned out that I was not alone in finding romance on Instant Messenger. They had met in a chat room there in middle school, and despite living across the country from each other, their romance blossomed. It is a credit to Troy that their first interaction was him asking her, Do you like Nine Inch Nails? in a chat room. And not, Sup, ASL? Internet shorthand for What's Up, Age, Sex, Location? Luckily, she gave the correct response, and after years of chatting with each other, he decided to make his first cross-country road trip to see her. They have two kids now and are living happily in California. We visited California again for my Aunt Linda's 60th birthday in Yosemite. Believe it or not, they had just had a record rainy season, and the waterfalls were incredible. I became carsick there, and we found ourselves in the incredible situation of having to take a rental car to a car wash after I failed to lean out the window far enough. My cousin was in the car with us and told us that we needed to publish a song entitled Left My Lunch in East Modesto, based on the Tony Bennett song. There were waterfalls everywhere, and the big ones were spectacular. My dad was able to rent a tandem bicycle, and we put many miles on it, exploring the paths all around the park. We also got a chance to go to Chinatown in San Francisco. While wandering around and probably looking like lost tourists, a man walked up to us and introduced himself as Jackie Chan number two. He said we looked lost and he'd be happy to show us around Chinatown. He took us to a shop where fortune cookies were made, took us to a great dim sum restaurant where he helped us with our order. At the end of the day, we thanked him heartily and my dad offered to pay him for his tour guide services, but he refused our money. Years later, as I was looking for pictures of us for this, I found a picture of him and my dad, as well as a business card with a phone number on it. I decided that it couldn't hurt giving the number a try. The next morning, I was delighted to see a response. And on a different trip to California while visiting Chinatown, en route to tour through a park there, I noticed a young woman about my age snapping a selfie in front of a statue of a paperclip. I offered to take her picture and informed her of the garden tour that my dad and I were heading to, scheduled to start in a few minutes. I asked if she'd be interested in tagging along. She said yes, introduced herself as Amelia, and told us she was visiting San Francisco on vacation from her hometown in France. We headed to the garden and took the tour. It was a very old Japanese garden, filled with interesting architecture. While taking the tour, we ran into another couple from France and I got to help her out with some particularities of the English language. We then had lunch with her and told her about the next place we were planning to visit, the Hippie Museum a half block from the Haight-Ashbury intersection. She thought that it would be a fun thing to check out, as she was unfamiliar with American hippie culture, so she decided to tag along for that as well. 
After checking out the Hippie Museum, an interesting collection of 60s memorabilia, we dropped her off at the hostel she was staying at. We then walked the Golden Gate Bridge, and I posted a picture of myself on it to Facebook. Nathan, my roommate at VCU, commented on it a couple days later. We were at a restaurant when my dad's phone rang. It was Amelia. She'd gotten his number from the Hippie Museum and wanted to meet up. We proposed meeting later that day. After finishing our meal, I was checking my phone and noticed a comment of my new profile picture of myself crossing the Golden Gate Bridge by my old roommate Nathan. I was able to find both Nathan and Amelia at the airport. We grabbed drinks at an airport bar, where I was surprised to learn that Nathan was a fluent speaker of French. You've been listening to episode number 11 of Jay Crandall's Deep Dive Autobiography, I'm a Particularly Lucky Martian. To see the Google Docs version of this with extra bits that didn't quite work in podcast form, visit bit.ly.com slash luckymartian11. And check out Don't End a Word on the App Store if you're like me and you love word games. Thanks to Shining Seconds for composing the theme music. You can access the webpage at shiningseconds.bandcamp.com. See you next episode, and stay lucky. Stay lucky.